If you were born between 1969 and 1984, you are a part of the 65 million Gen Xers. And you've just found your new family. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Gen X perspectives on rapidly changing technology, history, media, politics. How they come together and influence every aspect of daily life. The world we were raised in has ceased to exist, but we haven't. Let's do it. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Now your hosts, Mark and Mike. Yo, 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 what's happening, Big Daddy? We back again on the Carolina Underground. <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm fine. The storm, the the old cliche, the dark and stormy night fits for today as the thunderstorms are rolling through here in the in the uh, replica bat cave. <laughs> well, we already had our storms, so you know you're welcome to them. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's uh, we've. I think we're under flash flood warnings until uh, for another couple hours, anyway. Well, and I was under the impression there was some flooding down in Florida, wasn't there? There's always flooding in Florida. You pour water on a cut glass of water out, it floods because it don't suck up. Well, there's also it's only the the highest spot in the entire state is 400 feet above sea level. That's that ivory tower the Democrats in Miami Dade live in. There you go. <laughs> you know, I got a question for you as we start off today's show. All right. Yesterday evening, I was out in the yard walking my baby puppy dog, mm-hmm. and I ran across something I don't think I have ever seen before. It looks okay. like a honeybee. All right. But it has an orange head. Huh. And I tried That's to Google it, and I saw it came up with like bumblebees that were had orange on them. But it is not what it looked like, and I've been trying to get a picture of one, but it won't sit still long enough for me to get it, because they're all over out here. I don't know if it's a genetic defect here or something that they're eating or something, but the the, the head or the shell part, it's not a bright orange, but it's kind of like a, it's an orangey rust color. Huh. That is intriguing. I would say... Uh, that it most likely is a Batesian mimic, either a Batesian mimic that looks like a bee to war off predators, or it would probably be something to do with what the bee had its head stuck into. Hmm. That's kind of what I figured, because I start looking like baby carrots when I eat too many of them. There you go. Well, let's let's just jump right in, and you know we we we've had another episode on classified documents, but they just keep coming out. Yeah. And this latest one, you know, um, I was watching a couple of uh, discussions over the last couple of days, and one thing that I find really odd about this whole scenario is the level of secret that this documents that this kid supposedly um leaked he hasn't lived long enough to get the security clearance well 
you know, I, and I believe the, the exact quote was mm-hmm. from a former CIA intelligence colonel, Tony Schaefer. Mm-hmm. No one like this 21-year-old leaker gets these security clearances. Something with this story is very wrong. Well, again, the problem is it's not so much what he leaked as the fact that it embarrassed the party, the uniparty. Right, okay, right, because right. it it you know you really cannot differentiate between the Republicans and the Democrats. Permanent Washington is permanent Washington, mm-hmm. and I mean all of these people, these these power mongers and power brokers, you know they're all in cahoots together, and it's just you know it's just absolutely disgusting. So again, we have. Um, Edward Snowden, and, mm-hmm. and again, when Edward Snowden originally leaked the information that he leaked way back when, I did initially think he was a traitor. You know, I'm, I am prior military, and, um, you know, it's just, you know, the, 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 the key thing that everybody needs to be aware of, if they're not already, is... You look at Julian Assange, you look mm-hmm. at Edward Snowden, you look at um, this new, uh, what is, uh, his, I can't recall his name, starts with a T, it uh, looks French and has an X at the end. But um, it's not Thibodeau, but it's spelled similarly, if I remember right. But at any rate, the, you know, again, nobody batted an eyelash at the whistleblowers and near during the trump administration they were hailed as heroes right okay because they embarrassed donald trump Trump, right right um but julian assange was his is still being persecuted for having the audacity to perform an act of journalism and um allow the information from uh, from uh, you know the, the 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 Clinton secret you know this Clinton server emails mm-hmm. and the DNC emails to be published to show just exactly how much contempt these people have for the citizenry of the United States. The the only crime committed here was that this young man actually outed what is happening with the you know what the biden administration is doing well and i think the 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 farce that they keep saying that ukraine is winning when it is clear from the documents from this and from other reporting that they are not absolutely and so he is bucking you know he's providing information that's bucking the propaganda Mm -hmm. narrative there was also um another gentleman that um Another conversation that was uh, between Judge Napolitano and another former CIA guy. His name was Larry Johnson. And his contention was, is there's one document that he says that was in this group of leaked documents that pretty much guarantees that this kid did not do it. And I don't have any, you know, there's also the possibility that this, this young man is a scapegoat, that he's a sacrificial lamb. Right, and that's what he, he's saying, that the cover story uh, very much smacks about a CIA cover story that's being fed to the mainstream media here and around the world. But he said there's one document 
that is labeled CIA Operations Center Report. And this former CIA uh, operative says that he helped create these reports and that there is no military base on Earth to where these reports would be available for somebody to get and copy. Sure. And, And I fully believe that. I have no reason to doubt that. You know, because they don't give high, high, high levels of clearance to people until they've, you know, vetted them out. Until they're but, 21 and they can drink, and then they promise not to tell anything for life. Cause well, there's some truth to that, yeah. <laughs> evidently, that's what they said about this kid. Uh, that uh, I think one of the reporters, I think it was the BBC that reported that he got this security clearance because he had taken the oath for life that he would not divulge any state secrets so he was given the top clearance and i'm just not exactly sure that that's how it's supposed to work or how it does work actually well and i think well again when i was in the military i did hold a uh, top secret security clearance because i worked in the nuclear fields mm-hmm. okay and the way that that works is you reach a point where you need to have that level of uh, understanding and then there are f you know with you you know, because I didn't have, of course, that clearance when I was in uh, A school and C school. But once I was in the nuclear power school, in order to go into that, I, the, you know, during the time frame I was in boot camp, they were running uh, background checks. And so the uh-huh. FBI does a thorough background check. Okay. But again, you know, when you are inducted in the mil- military, you are taking an oath to defend the United States and the U.S. Constitution against all enemies, foreign and, and domestic. domestic. Correct. Okay. Unfortunately, so, I think uh, we have just as many domestic enemies as we do foreign. We have more domestic enemies. Well, it depends on your perspective. Again, the the permanent Washington folks, the Uniparty, and and and. You know our our federal government, which is leaning ever more towards a tyrannical uh, rulership, uh, they would consider themselves to be the United States and the citizenry. Uh-huh. We're just serfs. You know, we right. don't matter. We're just cattle, and you know, all we're here for is to prop them up and you know, and buy their yachts and mansions. Right. Okay. Well, and you know, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted that uh, Jake Tixeri, yeah, I, I'm, I know I'm gonna butcher the name. You know, I'm horrible with names. Is well, white, I couldn't figure that male, out either. Yeah. Christian, and anti-war. That makes mm-hmm. him an enemy to the Biden regime. And he told Absolutely. the truth about troops being on the ground in Ukraine and a lot more. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself, who is the real enemy? A young, mm-hmm. low-level National Guardsman? Or the administration that is waging war in Ukraine, a non-NATO nation, against nuclear Russia without war powers. Right. And again, that is exactly what you know the situation that we're in. Now, I will so, say this. A, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I think, is a crackpot for the most part. All right. Well, some of the stuff she said and done just borderlines on stupid. But I do agree with her tweet here. Well, and again, you've also got to recognize that what you hear about anybody is going through the propaganda filter. 
So that's why, I mean, again, I don't know, uh, I, I don't personally know much of anything about Donald Trump. Don't know much of anything about Marjorie Taylor Greene. I've not heard anything that she said that I consider to be a crackpot thing, personally. Uh-huh. But at the same time, you know, she does stand in the face of permanent Washington, of the, the swamp. As Well, uh, I'm not Trump saying, like, okay, let, let, let me rephrase that. You remember the uh, representative from Atlanta that yes. represented Georgia that said Guam was going to tip over? Exactly, yeah. It, she now has, well, mm-hmm. but she has made statements that are right along in that same genre. Okay. So it just kind of, it goes back to a discussion I believe we had earlier is how do you decide who the stupid ones are? These politicians that keep doing stupid stuff or the idiots that keep electing them? Well, the thing is, again, at this point, I'm not even sure that we're electing them. Well, I agree with that too. Now, it's entirely possible that that's happening, but after the 2020 election and the fact that there was absolutely no viable investigation done into the Dominion voting machines, which uh, Dominion voting machines are used in all of these uh, Banana Republic uh, elections that are, you know, that we've looked at for years and, uh-huh. and recognized to be rigged. Okay. So this, you know, herein lies the problem. Um, I believe it was Thomas Jefferson that said that the price of liberty is eternal vigilance. And we've, as the citizenry in the United States, we have and are failing at our responsibility for eternal vigilance. Uh And it's high time that we start getting more involved. I, I can't tell you how many people I know that consistently make statements of, well, I, you know, I just don't want to be bothered with it. And, and that goes back to another article that I read a a while back about, uh, from some Holocaust survivors that were, it was a book that was written. I didn't read the book, but I read an article about the book, Uh but the, 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 the important gist of this is in the book, they had interviewed all of these Holocaust survivors and asked them, how in the world did you let, you know, from Germany, German Jews that had survived, how did you let things get this far? And they all had a similar answer. And that answer was, well, we thought it was just going to blow over. Right. We'd had crazy things happen before. But this is, it. you know, when you've, when you've got a, you know, a, a portion, a, a less than, less than half of 1% of the population that are, you know, that, that are suffering from a mental illness. Gender dysphoria is a mental illness. Yes, okay. it is. Transvestism is a mental illness. Yes. Okay. And they are, you know, they're, 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 their control over the policy and marketing and everything else is absolutely insane when you look at the level of the population that they represent okay and so we've got you know the the news media has been allowed to to be owned by i think it's three media companies Mm -hmm. worldwide and that sounds about right 
Yeah, and so you're never getting anything that's not filtered through the propaganda filter, okay? And anything that comes outside of the propaganda machine is, you know, the propaganda machine, you know, bucks up and, and, and blows it up. It's like mm-hmm. I was telling you, I, I was looking at this new site that's supposed to gather all the different sources from all the different media and they are supposed to provide you with a smattering of what the coverage is, left-wing, center, and Mm -hmm. right-wing, and what's factual and what's not factual. Well, they always label everything with a conservative bent as somewhat factual, somewhat factual, or partly factual. But the left-wing stuff and, you know, what they consider to be center- uh, a lot of the stuff they consider to be center really is leaning very heavily left, and those are the mm-hmm. only time; those are the only outlets that they will label as highly factual. And so, it's all become just nothing but propaganda at this point. And so, we're we're constantly being lied to by the media. We're constantly being lied to by our public officials. And I mean, you know, okay, so we, you know, does anybody think that we're not under attack in the United States? We just had these, uh, you know, what was it, 18,000 cattle, dairy cattle were killed when mm-hmm. they went into the barn for milking in Texas. We've had all of these poultry plants that have mysteriously caught fire and exploded. Mm-hmm. We've had all the, well, all the trains derailed. derailed. Yeah. Right. And it's poisoning our water supplies in some of our major metropolitan areas. Okay. So, and does this really surprise anybody when we've got the flood of illegals coming across the border in every direction? And we've got a, an administration that fully supports and embraces that illegal immigration and provides them with benefits that we don't provide to our own veterans. Right. Okay. It's absolutely appalling. And we have elections that are, you know, where, where we've got people screaming that there's, you know, fraud and corruption, but they're the ones that are creating the fraud and corruption. Right. Okay. It's, it's, it's just bizarro world. We've, we've really got to, uh, if, if we, if we, think that this is all going to blow over well this stuff has been going on for about what 12 14 16 years now it's been going on for a long time and it hasn't blown over yet i don't think it's going to suddenly turn around without people starting to gather together and i mean now i'm not saying we need to storm the capitol building i'm not saying we need to storm even our local municipalities buildings but we are going to have to take the time to take an interest and band together as a people and decide on some things that are just sacrosanct mm-hmm. okay. well i'm going to i'm going to be honest with you at this point from what i have seen i don't know if we're going to be able to do that i think the experiment that was America, for all intents and purposes, is probably dead. I think what it's gonna, what ends is probably gonna end up happening. 
I don't know if in my our lifetime, but I think we're going to be, while we may still be one nation, it may be more broken up more into areas of political ideology to where they figure out a different way to govern than the way we're doing it now instead of electing a king every four years that can, with a stroke of a pen, do whatever he wants. Well, that phenomena really didn't occur until the Obama administration, okay, um, in my opinion. Now, you can correct me if you think I'm incorrect, but that really was the uh, Obama issued more executive orders in his first year than, than all of the previous administrations combined, uh-huh. as I understand it. Now, I don't have those facts in front of me, so I just rattled them off in, on my head. You know, and, and I'm not bashing Obama, but I'm saying that's when this shift to from from electing a president who was equal in power to the power of Congress and, you know, the three branches of government, the uh, the judiciary, the, uh, you know, the House and the Senate Congress and uh-huh. um, and the and the executive branch were all equal and supposed to be checks and balances on one another that ended in the obama administration based on my perception of it because you know w was constantly held in check by congress until the 9-11 the twin towers were were, Uh were taken down and even then he didn't you know, I mean, even then, you know, I, I do believe Congress did declare war, did they not? I, I'll have to look that up. I was under the impression that they did. Uh, well, I'll have to. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, just, I'm not drawing anything on that, so it may be. So, but I mean, we didn't just by the power of the pen. We didn't just sign a document and 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 go to war. I believe that there were uh, appropriations made, and that 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 Congress sanctioned it. Um, but you know, at that at the point during the Obama administration was when Obama famously said, "I have a phone and I have a pen." Mm-hmm. You know, so, and if you like your doctor, you can keep him. Right. Well, there were a lot of things that we were lied to about there too. So yeah, I, I just recently have had a lot of fun with that because uh, you know the company I work for just changed insurance companies, oh, nice. and now I've got to change providers because Mm -hmm. my providers aren't covered by those insurance companies people that i've been seeing for most of my adult life Mm -hmm. and you know well it's it's one of the reasons why i gave up health insurance and just went to hospitalization and pay cash to Mm -hmm. doctors yeah well i'm I'm, for the simple fact that uh i would pay i was paying anywhere from six to twelve hundred dollars a month and to have insurance uh, one of those monthly things covers the hospitalization for six months, and my average doctor and medical outlays is a hundred and fifty dollars a year for two visits. Mm-hmm. So insurance is a racket; it always has yeah. been, and it always will be. Well, you know, and again to drill into that a little bit further, um, back in the fifties and sixties. Before insurance started to come to started to really come into play, um, there you know a, a, a stay in the hospital cost about the same as a stay in 
a hotel room mm-hmm. okay, uh, for a night. And you generally didn't stay in the hospital unless you were, you know, they needed to, uh, they needed to really needed to monitor you for some reason or another. And of course the right. emergency room was for emergencies. Okay. Exactly. Not, the, now, not as a primary care that is being used for now. Well, it, yeah, it's being, but specifically a primary care for people that do not have insurance. Okay. Um, now, so again, to that point, then the insurance companies came in and they told, you know, they started saying, well, what we want you to do is we want you to charge half of your rate to, uh, for when, you know, when, when, when insurance is used so that we can make a little bit of money and we can give them a, uh, give them a discount over what they're doing. Well, the, the, the hospitals of course said, well, we can't do that because this is what it costs us to run a hospital. But they had a, uh, book called the, uh, all oh, the something master healthcare master or something like that. I'll, um, uh, have to look that up, but mm-hmm. at any rate, they had inflated prices listed in that that they weren't really charging but they inflated the pricing in that manual that document further and and the insurance so that they could make you know so that they could meet the insurance companies halfway right now then somebody along the way decided well shoot this is what the master says why don't we charge this and that's when the the drastic uh, increase in the cost of health care began to happen. And again, it's one of those things where the, 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 the federal government, every time the federal government has gotten involved, of course, the federal government sanctioned the insurance company's actions here and, and got on board with them. But just like every single thing else that the government has got, federal government has gotten involved with, the price has immediately increased by 400 mm-hmm. percent. Well, on most the producers on everything. You know? Well, no, the people. That no, I'm talking produce. about on everything that they evolve themselves in. Exactly. Yeah. From exactly. education to exactly. healthcare to right. if they were making comic books, a comic book would be four hundred dollars. Absolutely, absolutely. So you know, and again, this is this is all in you know flying in the face of the Tenth Amendment that says uh, you know that only the things that are prescribed in the Constitution in the United States are um, the powers ascribed to the government in the Constitution of the, of the, of the United States are, you know, belong to the federal government. All right. other powers belong to the state government. Okay. But again, now this is the thing. Uh, as I understand it, Iraq has a very similar Constitution to the Constitution of the United States. And there's several other um countries that have similar constitution the words don't matter the words don't protect you okay Uh it is the it's the actions of the citizenry so this is the 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 point you know that you made earlier if the if if the citizenry does not band together on at least some key elements of you know leave our children alone let us raise our children the way we see fit mm-hmm. okay because we're the parents if we don't gather together around those commonalities because i firmly believe that that is a shared opinion by most people then then we are done but the but the citizenry is going to have to stand together because our governments should be 
afraid of the citizenry because of the Constitution that we have written. And, and you know, I don't, again, I'm not advocating that we, that we start rioting and smashing police cars and stuff like that, because if you're not affiliated with the correct political party, then they will crack down on you for that sort of thing. But, but if you are, you can burn cities to the ground with impunity. Exactly. And that's got to stop. If we don't stop this now, it's not going to get better. That's one of the things that I've always said is that unchecked behavior always escalates. And mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever been proven wrong on that. So, And I'm not the first person that said it. I don't know who uh, the original uh, person was that's, that made that comment. But it is absolutely true. Unchecked behavior always escalates. Well, of course so, it does. Because there's no yeah. ramifications or consequences for what actions are taken. Oh, exactly. Uh, again, you it's know, it's kind of like, like what Churchill uh, told um, Lord Halifax when Lord Halifax was pushing um, peace negotiations with uh, Mussolini to intercede mm-hmm. between uh, Britain and Hitler. When he said, "When will the lesson be learned that you cannot mm-hmm. reason with a tiger when your head is in its mouth?" And that is absolutely true. So. Absolutely true. It's just it just keeps it just keeps going. It's just there. It. I have started rewatching the show Fringe, ah. and you know that back when that show first came out, it seemed so far fetched that there mm-hmm. were all these hidden conspiracies and they were all this and they were all that. Well, now you know what? It don't really seem all that far fetched. No. Not at all. Not at all. Well, I think that's something we, and again, Fringe is not, you know, Fringe was a great show. I thoroughly enjoyed that uh, and and used to watch it religiously. Um, But it is not the only one. I just recently watched a a new uh, Netflix release uh, Mm -hmm. that came out that was about the conspiracies within conspiracies within conspiracies. And, you know, the, the, the co-opetition between various political entities, uh-huh. well, that's not the only one. Um, what was the, uh, there was a, um, you know, there's, oh, and I can't remember his name, but there's a famous author. He uh, writes uh, a lot of these uh, political intrigue type uh, things with, um, you know, like the Pelican Brief and things like that. Well, we know that these, these power brokers will bend the truth significantly to their own ends if uh-huh. unchecked. And that's what the whole purpose of the of journalism, journalists are supposed to be dedicated to transparency and dedicated to the truth. Uh-huh. And in our legal system, the truth was until very recently considered an absolute defense. Now, it's only a defense if it is fits the truth on the right side. Well, right. And I believe you're referring to John Grisham. Absolutely. John Grisham. Absolutely. 100%. So this is. Well, not, like for. No, well, that's like, it, well, I mean, even for example, like Tom Clancy, his books mm-hmm. are amazing. Absolutely. And he does his research or did his research, and he actually got investigated because they thought he had stolen intelligence secrets when he was writing one of his books i can't remember if it was the hunt for red october or something like that 
it was the hunt for Red October because I was in the Navy when that uh, came out, so uh-huh. serving on submarines. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as I was reading that information that he had, it was like, wow, he really isn't supposed to know this. <laughs> but he didn't do anything wrong to get it. It was all public yeah. information. Absolutely. And that was where he got it. Uh, but the, John Grisham is a good author. Um Tom Clancy is too. I've gotten out of the intrigue stuff. I've started going back more toward the classics like Twain, um, Dickens, and stuff like that. It's just the the like the Grishams and stuff like that. It's just it just seems to be a continuation. It's no longer an escape. It's just like an extension of all the crap that's going on. So it's like, what's the point? Well, you're exactly right. And again, there you know. uh, court intrigue has been around since there that since there has been government mm-hmm. and one of my favorite comments that i've heard someone make recently and i'm going to butcher the the paraphrase but i'll try to do my best was you know we're not that you know there, there's not a war between the rich and the poor there's not a war between the left and the right there's not a war between blacks and whites or any other faction there it is a war between the the people who just want to be left alone to live their lives and the people who refuse to allow them to be left alone. Right. Okay? I'll agree with and that. And it has always been that way. And that's therein lies the problem. Anybody who who has to force if you've got to force your agenda down somebody else's throat in order for them to accept it and mm-hmm. join you, it's not a good in, agenda for them. That's true. I'll tell you, though, the, my favorite John Grisham book, though, and movie combination was the one, A Time to Kill. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love the book, but the movie with Matthew McConaughey was even better. And I'm not usually a Matthew McConaughey fan, but um, right. that movie was quite good. I did enjoy that. And and the one that I was trying to think of was The Firm. Oh, The Firm. Uh, yep. Yeah. Well, and again, I th- did he write the Pelican Brief? He wrote the Pelican Brief. He yes, wrote uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Time to Kill, and then it was uh, the Rainmaker, and then the Firm, then the Pelican mm-hmm. Brief, then the Client, and then Runaway mm-hmm. Jury, and then it just went from there. Right. So you know, and again, it's all about it's it's all about manipulation. I mean, and the legal system is all about manipulation these days it's not about justice it's about manipulation well it's never well now it's now you have to prove you're innocent it's not that you're right right it's just it's like we're in like essentially we're through that window there that they open up in fringe that steps over into the alternate universe to where everything's Mm -hmm. completely backwards from what it is on our side well and again in the Tocqueville's democracy in america um, the Tocqueville that, you know, so for, you know, I'm sure everybody, if you haven't heard of the Tocqueville's Democracy in America, of course, it is the book that was written the, um, when the French Revolution happened and they, you know, slaughtered their, their, their king and they put their democracy in place, it immediately descended into tyranny. Mm-hmm. And that's, of course, where Les Miserables was written about that tyranny and and they refer to that period as the misery right okay and so here the united states was and we put our democracy in and doggone it the thing worked 
and the entire world was absolutely astounded. And we had a run of about 250 years before things started to go really sideways. Okay. Um, and, but again, when, so the Tocqueville came over to the United States and this was in, I think the early 1800s to study what had happened and what he basically wrote out was the only thing that was making this work was the Judeo-Christian philosophy of do unto others or love thy neighbor as thyself, you know, uh, also, you know, uh, translated as, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And so his, he predicted that at the point where people began, you know, people in power began to realize that they could vote for their own self-interest rather than the interests of their constituency, that our democracy would, or that our, uh, we're not a democracy, we're a, a, a representative republic, I believe is the proper term. Right. Uh, but that it would fail. And well, true, true democracy way. always does fail. Oh, yeah. True democracy always historically has descended into uh, tyranny. 100%. Kind of reminded become, of the Mark Twain quote where he said, Sometimes I wonder whether the world is being run by smart people who are putting us on or by imbeciles who really mean it. Yeah, and unfortunately, I'm afraid it's by imbeciles who really mean it. Um, I don't see any other way that, I mean, this, this, the, the things that are happening these days, it could not be, there's nobody that's smart enough to pull that prank off. (laughs) (laughs) It's just not possible, in my opinion. So, but, you know, again, back to the, to to the original, uh, back to the original, you know, topic of discussion, it's the same thing. We, we cannot allow people to be jailed for committing self-defense against their attacker because of the attacker's political affiliation. Mm -hmm. We really, truly need to have our legislatures and our legal system actually applying the law equally Uh and justly. Now, again, we're never going to be perfect. We're always going to be mistakes, make mistakes, but we're not even trying now That's and true. these you know these 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 soros back da's that are releasing hardened felony you know felonious criminals uh-huh. back into the street and detaining people for praying in the lobby or well, I mean, on the street let's just look the at the, the time and resources he's wasted on this indictment of donald trump to where you have murderers right. and stuff pushing people under the trains in New York City, and they get right. a slap on the wrist, and nothing's ever done. And you know there were you know some that were kind of up in arms about that. And then of course he has since filed a lawsuit against Jim Jordan and the Congress, right. saying they don't have a right to oversight, which is kind of like uh, Nixon saying he didn't have to turn over anything to Congress. It's not going to go over very well for him. Well, let's hope not. But he is performing the task that the uh, that the Uniparty wants currently, which well, is true. to prevent Donald Trump from being able to run for president. You know, and, well, and, it's kind of it. it, it I I it, I do not foresee any possible way 
that that cobbled together goobly gook in anywhere is going to stand. The, a, the statute of limitations was run out on it to begin with, even if it was a crime. But you're taking the word of somebody who is, at best, a habitual liar and mm -hmm. Mark Cohen. Mm -hmm. And you're going to take his word and you're going to base your entire case on everything that he said. It makes absolutely no sense. And not to mention the fact that I don't think he has jurisdiction to try electoral law, electoral yeah. violations or campaign violations because that's reserved for the Congress and the federal government. I would agree completely. And again, it's just got, this is the whole thing. So, and, and I'm perfectly okay with, again, with the, you know, with the impeachment of the president when they, you know, un, and under the situations with Ukraine and everything like that and the quid pro quo. But I don't understand why we haven't had a an impeachment of Biden who is on record as having interfered with quo. Ukraine. Right. It, absolutely. But so, you know what? That's, we, we are on multiple levels to where we are. We are halfway down the slippery slope. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. until we realize that being a patriot is supporting the country all the time and the government when it deserves it, we're mm -hmm. screwed. I absolutely. I, I, I concur completely. Again, the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. And so until the people now, and it, it, you know, because what I'm afraid of is, is when it gets bad, it's going to get bad really fast. I think it's, okay. it's about there. Yeah. And so at this point, you know, it, it really, it really may be too late. I don't know. I, I sincerely hope it's not, but, um, you know, we're, definitely going to have to send some diff different people, not just to Washington, but to our local school boards. Well, it's, well, it's that, but what we have to get out of is this whole concept that everybody is a victim. Until you get right. rid of, I'm a victim, I'm a victim, and return something to where somebody is responsible for their own actions, we have reaped what we have sown well that was again the whole concept you know and again if you've ever watched oliver stone's untold history of america now oliver stone does embellish okay he, and his and his historical acumen is more like a cafeteria right so but again he does bring up a lot of valid verifiable and researchable points about mm -hmm. a lot of the things he's talked about. And so in watching it, you know, taking in, you know, taking, taking, taking it with a grain of salt. I mean, we've never been perfect, but the whole image of America has always been one of rugged individualism. And, mm -hmm. you know, look at, at, at Teddy Roosevelt. He is one of the best and, and Franklin Delano Roosevelt was a prime example of that. I mean, you know, well, the man could barely well, stand. Well, he can well, barely stand, but he was also one of the most unconstitutional presidents in history. 100% true. But he was a rugged individualist. I mean, he would stand 
on leg braces, no less, but to not show weakness. And there is another interesting fact about FDR. Okay. He searched for the treasure on Oak Island. Well, that's intriguing. Um, I did not know that. But again, back to the rugged individualist, I mean, Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt famously was shot in an assassination attempt and then proceeded to give, I believe it was a 90 minute or longer speech. Mm-hmm. They did. While he That's was true. bleeding. Okay. But they were now, also on opposite ends of the spectrum. One was a Republican and one was a Democrat. Understandable. But they were both rugged individualists. Now, there were things that, that Teddy Roosevelt did that by modern standards are appalling. There are things mm-hmm. that that FDR did that by our modern standards would are appalling. Okay. And again, you can't judge the past based on the present, but well, to a degree. And I, I guess that's kind of what I'm doing because I'm saying that we've lost our rugged individualism, but we're, we're simply as a citizenry, not standing up. Now, I guess we are to, to a degree because as I understand it, Bud Light or Budweiser's uh, profits are down is it seven million now, or is it still six million? Seven uh, billion. I, oh, I have no idea. I didn't buy Anheuser Busch products anyway. So, well, I did before I could afford to buy real beer. But well, uh, I quit liking well. Anheuser Busch when they sold the Busch Gardens amusement park. So, right, right, right. But anyway, so, yeah. But again, back to the whole thing of it's you know we we cannot allow it to stand that we're only going to prosecute people if their political opinions differ from the party in power. That is, you know, banana republic nonsense. And as American citizens, we just should not stand for that. We, but, you know, yeah, no but matter we, how we feel about the person. We can't okay. do that because we can't get past this sense of victimhood or this apathetic laissez-faire attitude of the silent Mm -hmm. majority and all this stuff because the silent majority if you stay silent you're not going to be the majority much longer and that is 100 percent true and with that that's the snout to the curly tail and everything in between and we gone you've been listening to the carolina underground Our passion is to talk about technology, history, media, politics, and how it's all changed over the years and affects our daily life as Gen Xers. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter at CarolinaUNDGRND. Hit the website at www.thecarolinaunderground.com. And if you've got questions or comments, send an email to info at thecarolinaunderground.com. Stay Gen X strong. See you next time on the Carolina Underground.